Hey everybody, welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu. My name is Gabe Essel. I'm here with my co-hosts Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Getz. Good evening, guys. Evening. Good evening. Hey, all right. Tonight is episode number 71. Nearly lost amid the flurry of 2016 celebrity obituaries, Canadian actor Alan Thicke, most famous for his role as Jason Seaver on Growing Pains, was also an accomplished musician. He penned the theme songs for popular 80s sitcoms like Different Strokes and The Facts of Life, as well as notable game shows like the original theme to Wheel of Fortune. Thick's passing got us thinking. What musicians have taken a turn at acting, and what actors have given popular music a shot? Also, what if the 2016 baseball season got the film treatment? Who would play some of the year's stars? We're going to discuss these topics and more tonight on episode number 71. Now, I mentioned Alan Thicke and Growing Pains. Growing Pains aired from 1984 to 1992. You might remember Leonardo DiCaprio swinging in for the last couple seasons there. (laughs) So this is also the era when TV and film stars like Bruce Willis, who would have been on Moonlighting at the time, right? Uh, As well as, you know, kind of really kind of getting his film career off off the ground with uh with die hard and really kind of becoming a star um don johnson uh obviously from miami vice and then also eddie murphy all three of those guys released albums in the late 80s uh so we listened to some of those taking stock of them and um uh, curious to hear what you guys think um <laughs> I only got like one song through Don Johnson, and then I had to change it. Dude, I, I'll I, be totally honest. Yeah, I, I got about <laughs> seven or eight in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that he's he's friends with a lot of you know musicians. Like he yeah. he's he's hung oh, out yeah. with the all he's hung out with the Allman Brothers quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that didn't rub off. I think also it was just really a product of 1986. I think that's when the album came yeah. out. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a you've got a sexy TV star, you know, 1986. Um, I think they basically probably wanted Crockett recording an album. You know what I mean? I think that's I think that's probably what the record company wanted. Yeah. They're like, you're just going to sing all Glenn Fry songs. Yeah. Like, I wonder if like Don Johnson, like had all these amazing ideas and they're like, no, we, we've already written everything. We want you to record it. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, and the, the, the production is totally dated. Um, oh. And, and the, I mean, the musicianship is fine. It's what you expect for that sort of thing. But his vocals are are not good. His vocals no. are pretty weak. Like you can tell, it's it's Don Johnson singing, right? Right. Which isn't good. No, no. no. And they actually they re released one of those albums, uh, <laughs> like a uh, with expanded tracks for some reason. Finally, uh, yeah, it's vinyl. probably it's probably going to come out on vinyl record store day. <laughs> Hundred and eighty yeah. gram, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And that Bruce I mean, Willis, I, um, go ahead, Levi. No, I was going to say I see the Eddie Murphy out of out of the three of them. I see the Eddie Murphy record the most. Like, if in my digging for vinyl, so that to me that just means he probably sold more copies, I guess, than the other two. Heartbeat did okay. It I did. like it. Like crack it cracked the top twenty. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 It did. Um, it's got a pretty awesome uh, 
video that I watched, though, I also watched, I just saw the Bruce Willis video for Respect Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic of 80s Amazing, amazing video. And <laughs> did you know that that, that track is on the 20th Century Masters Best of Motown 80s Volume 2? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Good enough to include, huh? Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. So what he was also featured on like a blues traveler track or he was on is I yeah he he did a spoken word for a blues traveler track uh it's like a closing track from their album in 2008 I haven't really listened to any blues traveler oh, album okay. since like 2001 okay. uh, yeah. yeah me neither yeah and it, so yeah it's mostly spoken word but again when when he sings you can tell it's Bruce Willis and that's not good yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Eddie had uh, Eddie had Rick James on his side, he man. So, like, it, it is by far the better song off all of them. The best. Oh, it's the best. It's the best single among any of 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 those albums. Yeah, yeah, by far, hands down. Yeah, I'll even go as far as to say like it's kind of a good tune. You know, I mean, <laughs> for what the it video, is, you know, video, another classic. Oh yeah, God. <laughs> Rick James at the control panel, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> loving it. Yeah, <laughs> he looks all business too in that video. Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I I love to like. You know, obviously, you know, on Chappelle Show, um, you had the brilliant Charlie Murphy sketches. You know, from yeah. quite a few years ago now. That wasn't brought up though in those, you know. I, I was. I, I hope there's another one buried deep <laughs> down where, like, they talk about the making of that album. You know, yeah, I mean, because some pretty good stories. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping there's another, uh, there's another one of those out there somewhere. Um, but yeah, yeah. Eddie's, Eddie's by far the best. Um, and I never, Alan Thick, does he have an album? too like or is it i couldn't see i know he worked on like a lot of tv shows uh and you know was was a singer and and all of that but i i, I don't know if he has like an album necessarily um, i'm Does looking he? up his discography right now he doesn't have uh-huh. one he doesn't okay. have a discography okay yeah. on wikipedia well around that same time on tv i was seen on mtv and then with the movie scrooged david johansson from the new york dolls he was like everywhere like i remember at first obviously when i was a little kid all i knew of him was he was buster poindexter i was like oh that's buster poindexter right you know what i mean but as as a kid you don't realize and then uh he's great in scrooge which yeah this this past holiday season uh they played quite a bit on tv which was nice yeah Well, well let's let's go ahead i'm sorry Oh yeah, I, I was gonna. I, I had a couple more actors I wanted to talk about their their okay, music. So talk about like, actors playing musicians now. All right. Yeah, yeah. Before we jump over, though, I, yeah, um, definitely want to talk more about David Johansson. But I did have a couple more actors. Okay. Who yeah. Who else? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, around, after the '90s, it started to get a bit more serious, um, and. And it felt like act- actors started to record within their means. They didn't try to overextend themselves. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, Billy Bob Thornton's work is is fine. It's not, like, great. You can still kind of hear it's Billy Bob Thornton. You can kind of tell he's not a full-time singer, even though he's mm. still he's got a pretty unique and, you know, strong character voice. Right. Um, uh, but, uh, but Minnie Driver, 
uh, she's released a few albums, and she, she's solid. Like, you can't, you wouldn't know it was Minnie Driver um, uh, unless you saw the credit, uh, and uh, which is often the case with these actors. It's like, this sounds like somebody I know. Um, but yeah, with, with Minnie Driver, she was solid. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's was solid as well. The production's pretty good. And actually, it doesn't even, she doesn't sing like you think she would sing. Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yeah. Like, you can't oh. tell it's her. And you would think that she has such a, a recognizable rasp that, that that would come through, but it doesn't. She did an album of what? Tom Waits covers? Um, I don't know if... if uh, the one I listened to had a Tom Waits cover on it, along with, you know, a bunch of other songs, I think. I, I thought it was, like, a bunch of, like, Jesus and Mary Chain songs. Something hmm. like that, if I'm not mistaken. Well, anyway. that would... that Because... Uh, <laughs> Excuse Isn't me. Jesus and Mary Chain on um, that soundtrack for uh, um, Lost in Translation? I don't know. That's like the main song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. On, and so I don't know if maybe we're crossing lines there. Um, but no, it's it's a solid effort, though. Um, uh, and you wouldn't guess it was her. Uh, but yeah. production's solid. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so Katie Seagal as well uh from married with children and uh yeah. some motorcycle show i think that's on sons now. of anarchy yes yeah. thank you hate mail comes in motorcycle show um <laughs> she actually released an album in the 70s uh with a band called the group with no name which is the worst name in the history of rock and roll <laughs> yeah and uh they bailed uh, she bailed on that and got into acting and released a couple more a couple more albums in the past decade i think um and yeah, she's solid. Not great, but solid. Yeah. Uh, another guy who I just thought of off the top of my head uh, we haven't mentioned is Steve Martin. He's kind of turned his career into becoming more of a bluegrass musician. You know what I mean? I mean, he's always played, you know. Yeah, I mean, even, for sure. even back in the day. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Good good selection. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like a credible musician, too, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, isn't he one of only a handful of certain type of, like, claw hammer banjo players uh that are kind of rare i believe i don't know i'm speaking out of school a little bit but um i don't know uh, yeah yeah he's he's legit he's legit but he did that record i think with the punch brothers that was pretty good too or he toured with them um also um uh zoe dachanel as well i think of course yeah yeah i'm a big fan uh, of her stuff would be one of the yeah I, i love her voice um I'm kind of noticing a pattern here that that that, and I, women seem to be turning in stronger performances as um, as you know from actresses to musicians, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, as far as some others though, um, do we have any others? Like as far as uh, the actors taking a stab at music? Uh, no, that that covered it for everybody. I could. I could stomach. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, you, if if anybody else there has any others, please let us know. Post them to Facebook or tweet us. Um, looking at the second part, though, let's let's talk. Let's reverse these roles here and go from musicians that also act. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the one that came to mind for me that I, that's made a big impression in the last few years, I would say Carrie Brownstein of Sleater Kenny. Um, you know, as someone who uh, spent most of her career, uh, still a young career, uh, as a musician, and then really without 
at least based on my extensive search of her Wikipedia page, um, any uh, any any real training as as an actor, you know, has you know found yeah. uh, found success with Portlandia, and she's you know she's funny, she's legit funny, she's got good comedic timing. Um, so and and she's writes too, you know. She I think she you know writes some of the sketches as well. So uh, you know she's. I, I think one of the stronger turns in uh, in recent years. Is it fair to say that it's easier to do it the other way to be a musician who turns into an actor than the other way around? Mm. And granted, I mean this is all relative. I mean these people are talented yeah. and they're doing they did musicals through high school and college and acting sure. school and yeah. And so there's always that crossover. But um, I would say yes, it's easier to go from being a musician to playing an actor. And that's not to, I don't mean to undermine either one of those, those roles. They're both, they're both skills. Uh, but I would, I would think that with the right material and the right coach, it would be easier to become an actor than it would be to, for all of the years that you have to practice to be a musician, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, you know, at least as a passable actor, <coughs> you know, that's just me. Yeah. One yeah. that I uh, I would have never thought would have turned into an actor is John Doe. You know oh yeah, I mean? he, yeah. Like he was the <laughs> the bass player for the band X, who's heavily oh, yeah. featured in. Uh, it's one of those uh, Western decline of Western civilization movies. I think it's the first one. The first one's about punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean he's like a legit legit actor. He's been in. I, I remember him from being in. Uh, pure country he was the drummer in the guy's band like the guy's confidant in the band i he'll he'll always be in roadhouse he'll i'll always know him for roadhouse yeah, yeah. like what oh, is yeah. it he was the guy that was selling drugs behind the uh behind <laughs> yeah. the, the yeah. bar where where swayze's like you know we sell booze here not drugs <laughs> Which, well I, obviously, I, obviously booze isn't a drug <laughs> yeah. i i did find a uh a link to, to one of his roadhouse scenes that that will include in a playlist on on the website <laughs> uh pretty good um, x is solid though x is a fun band oh yeah um well I, you know kind of i i'll say uh uh, Dwight Yoakam as well, uh, Doyle from Sling Blade, <laughs> and then also he was in the movie Panic Room, uh, and he's had some smaller roles. I mean, Sling Blade's probably his most well-known performance. He's done and... some TV movies, I think, okay. and stuff as well. Okay, yeah. So he he gets fairly he's regular. A scary work. dude, man, in his acting roles. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just wouldn't guess seeing him up there on stage. Uh, yeah, doing his picking, and then all of a sudden, man! Oh man! Like Doyle's one of the best, per- one of like my favorite performances of all time. So. Oh my gosh, so intense! <laughs> yeah, it is. Such an asshole. <laughs> um, uh, but Le- Levi, real quick to get back to David Johansson though that that is a uh, a great role he had in Scrooge, um, and Oz. I, I he was uh, he was in a I don't know how many episodes of Oz. Um, oh, okay. But I wonder if like Buster Poindexter was kind of this made for MTV character anyway, you know? Yeah, Seems like it no, would yeah. Be. It's just like yeah. he's it was like a natural seamless. transition. Yeah. yeah. Uh and he was also in a very uh uh Murray Christmas that came out last year on Netflix that Bill Murray special. Yeah. He's in yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um now you put Bob Euchre on the list here. I, I we know him from Major League, but he's you know he's playing a baseball announcer there. Mr. Um, Belcher, 
character. I remember watching the that Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, five oh, seasons well, of Mr. Belvedere. Uh, okay, I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm I'm off on my Mr. Belvedere trivia. He was in every single season. Actually, I he don't know like, that for sure. Yeah, he's I like think the, he was one of the main characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's the father of the family that Mr. Family Belvedere has is. Like a, yeah, he's like their butler. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know the premise of Mr. Belvedere, but I didn't. I have to admit, I other than Mr. Belvedere, I don't remember <laughs> much of the cast. I'll include so, a link wow. as well to Mr. Belvedere yeah, on you. YouTube. Wow, good deal. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, but his 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 comedic time in a major league is pretty solid. And Mr. Belvedere, you know, he's he can carry a scene. Yeah, yeah parts yeah. of it were funny back when I was a kid in nineteen eighty five or whatever that was. Well, I'll, I'll throw a couple others out there. Um, you know, Bowie obviously um, turned in some mis- memorable performances, uh, particularly Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, his dancing in the streets partner in crime. <laughs> Mick, um, which <laughs> amazing, which, yeah. Um, Mick, uh, was in a few movies. He was in a movie in the he, I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the page up in front of me, but the, the, the Mick Jagger movie that comes to mind for me is the movie Free Jack from 1991 with um, Emilio Estevez, and I think is it Rene Russo's in it as well? I think, right? Um, yeah, not kind of a forgettable movie, but um, you know he was he was on the movie poster. I remember for that movie <laughs> came out came out around like 1990, 1991. It's a kind of a sci fi. It's kind of um, like a Tron uh, movie poster. Yeah, it's Anthony of, yeah. Hopkins. Yeah, oh, oh, Anthony yeah. Hopkins is in yeah. it too. Okay, all right, but uh, yeah, mix in that. I remember I remember him getting a, a po- at least a poster shot in that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so, you're yeah. you're right, Rene Russo. Okay. Good. All right. 1992. 92. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I totally don't remember that movie. I don't think it was it was a big hit. <laughs> Made 17 yeah. million in 1992. So eh, not bad. Probably it probably paid for itself. Maybe. Yeah, I don't have to see what the budget is. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> cast if you think about it. Yeah, the rest of as Anthony Hopkins and Mick Jagger. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to read up on how like the casting came to be. You know, <laughs> like this, like did Mick know the director? Like did you know? I, I'm just I'm just yeah. curious how it all shook out. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Stones wouldn't uh, 92. The Stones would have been like those were that was an off year for them. Off in the sense of they didn't have an album out around then right yeah right. it was like the break it was like the break between steel wheels and voodoo lounge um levi uh, you brought up lee ving he was in clue yeah from the band fear yeah oh okay nice yeah he was in clue and crime story uh it's neat like i mean you kind of think about david johansson leaving john doe um Kind of like punk musicians went yeah. into, into acting. Yeah, right, huh? Uh, yeah, to, to, to see him kind of play a straight guy. Yeah. In a way, you know, non-anarchy sort of thing. But uh, yeah. but no, he's he's uh, uh, he's got a fun scene there in Clue. Uh, he's the dude that gets killed. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I, don't, I forget the scene. Um, yeah. Uh, the candlestick in the library? No, I just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he gets shot. shot. Um, We'll we'll, we'll include that clip as well in the playlist. You were also talking about, you know, people, musicians you would like to see take a turn at acting. We we discussed that idea as well. 
of punk rockers. I don't know if he's ever been anything other than I'm not kidding. I think he was in a uh, like a butter commercial. Uh, I'd like to see Johnny Rotten in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. So what commercial was he in? Something with butter. I don't know. I don't know how long ago it was. Um, It was like a a, a commercial for butter. It's more recent. And he was on like Celebrity Big Brother, like the British one, I think, as well. Um, Here, hold on. Yeah. Country Life Butter. He was in a commercial (laughs) for Country Life Butter. Yeah. Actually, a couple of them. So, (laughs) hey. We all we all got a bloody mortgage to pay anyway. So um, well, it's so over the top. It it's kind of comes back around and makes punk sense that he would do that. You know, so yeah, tongue in cheek. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's um, yeah. it's you know, is it so unpunk that it's punk? Exactly. Right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'd like to see him in. I, he's a he's a funny old. <laughs> I'd like to see him in a movie. <laughs> Who do you guys? You guys got any like musicians you'd like to see take a stab at acting? I did. Levi, you go ahead. I was trying to think of someone. Um, oh wait, what wasn't um, Greg Allman was in? Uh... He was in that movie Rush. Rush. Oh, thank you. Yeah, which is a good movie. Jason Patrick. Um, yeah, good yeah. movie. Yeah. Under underrated movie. Um, is that he, the he, Clapton he has... soundtrack movie? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He uh, plays Jason a Patrick. Yeah, Jason Patrick and Jennifer Jason Lee are the leads, um, and uh, they, uh, uh, yeah, they're like they're undercover cops, and they end up getting strung out. Essentially, it's a good it's a good flick. I watched that one yeah. actually a couple of years ago because I'd read good things about it, and uh, yeah, it's uh, takes place in like the late seventies in Houston. Uh, it's got it's 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 strong strong performances. Greg only has like a couple lines, like he's in it a lot. He's like the main villain. But they didn't right. really give him much dialogue. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he just so like that, shakes that, his fist a lot, which, which, which that might be kind of telling. He just kind of like does some stares, you know. Like he, <laughs> there yeah. may have been a lot on the cutting room floor. There might have been, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, another guy that was uh, sorry to hop back around here for a second, but we talked about musicians playing actors. Um, uh, Lenny Kravitz has been in a few movies recently. He was in Precious, hmm. okay. um, and. God, I want to say, like, he was on a TV show recently as well. Um, you know, pretty kind of understated performances, the ones I've seen of him. You know, pretty mellow. Um, but, yeah, what? that's that's another one. One uh, one that I think they should have took advantage of, they can't now because he's passed away, but I think Robert Palmer should have been in, like, one of those 80s Bond movies somehow. Oh, yeah. Good, <laughs> good, good, good choice, man. Yeah, like... I mean, like you could just call it Riptide, you know. I guess, then, you know that was already a TV show, so. But uh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like Palmer and Roger Moore got to team up to save the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Has... it's called like it's it's called like you know like gentleman's chance or something like that, you know, like Palmer and Moore. <laughs> Has uh, has got to have a, re- a fancy name. I think we got to call the movie Batgammon or something. Batgammon. That's better. That's better. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell Gentleman's Chance means. Sorry, um, but I don't know. I, I would I watch like it. Batgammon. I like Batgammon. <laughs> Levi. That's good. Yes, yes. Work on your photoshopping. All right. All right. <laughs> what about uh, David Byrne? Did he do much acting? 
He seems I like he, he would be interesting to see act. I remember him in The Simpsons uh, cameo a few years yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't were know. The, the B-52s were in one of the Flintstone movies, weren't they? I think you're <laughs> right. Yeah, I think they were. Wow. Even in Vegas or something. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure there's some very obvious ones that we're missing. Um. Uh, but some uh, of my uh, some of my favorite ones are the Seinfeld cameos, uh, sure. With with athletes being well, yeah. We'll, mo- we'll move on to baseball now. Um, so we're talking now about uh, you know some cameos that baseball players have made. Obviously, a lot of the New York uh, baseball players during the Seinfeld era. Uh, what Jeter was on an episode, right? Jeter and Bernie Williams uh, uh, stand aside as George is hitting home runs. It's when George gets smart because he's not having sex, and, <laughs> oh, okay. and, yeah. and he figures out the trajectory and the velocity to hit home runs. And there's and like a twenty year old Derek Jeter standing there with Bernie Williams, and they're pretty bad. I mean, they're just like you know they have to raise eyebrows. Um, yeah, but I think um, the Keith Hernandez Roger McDowell one is is probably the best because it involves the spit and it's like the JFK assassination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's back and to the left, back to the left. Uh, we'll include that in our playlist. And then Paul O'Neill was in a Seinfeld as well, right? I believe so. Yeah, it's where uh, Kramer promises a sick kid that Paul O'Neill will hit him two home two home runs, <laughs> <laughs> and so he tell he walks in the clubhouse. He's like, "Hey, I told this kid you'd hit him too." He's like, two? What'd you promise two for?" And and he's like, "It's hard to hit home runs." He does an okay job. Because <laughs> he's like button up his shirt. Um, but yeah, we'll include those in the playlist. Well, uh, I, I got one for baseball that I that I thought of just a few minutes before we. Uh, um, before we started recording, I must kill the queen. Reggie. I must kill the queen. Reggie Jackson, yeah. yeah as as an it. angel. Yeah. Which was weird. Like, 89, I think he would have been retired. So, like, Yeah, they put, him in his, they put him in his last team uniform. Basically. Like, recently. He would have been, like, recently oh, retired. Oh, interesting. I'm guessing Reggie stopped playing, like, around 86 or so. Something like that. 87. Yeah, uh, so I'll look that up. Um, it's gonna be easily verified. Yeah, I mean, because that is uh, that is definitely one of the most famous baseball uh, acting scenes. So Reggie played in '87 for the A's. Mm. Um, he played for the Angels from '82 to '86. Yeah, and then he played his last season uh, in '87. So Naked Gun came out in I think it was '88 80, or '89. '88. So that's really okay. interesting that even though he played for the A's, like, does the Naked Gun actually take place in 1986? <laughs> it just changes everything. Well, I, I'd assume it has so- the Matrix. <laughs> I'd assume it had something to do with the fact that Anaheim's closer to Hollywood, where they probably filmed it. You know? Right? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. my guess. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, but then and, again, and I, but then again it, it, but then again, it could have been like you could have made it any baseball. St- but it, uh, the movie takes place in L.A. too, right? So, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's an interesting uh, little bending of the rules there of reality that they did. Yeah, never thought about that before. Very nice. You know, I, I, this is this is more recent, uh, and it's ah oh, shoot, it's, I'm 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 uh, I'm diverging from baseball here, but. I, I think LeBron has like pretty good timing. Yeah, he wasn't bad in Trainwreck. 
No, no, he wasn't at all. No, he yeah. was pretty good. And he's pretty funny in commercials, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's, I think, like, legit, mm-hmm. legit funny, you know? Um, but, uh... And I, I think a lot like, of actors maybe... Or I'm sorry, a lot of athletes nowadays are more likely to be better actors than they were back in the day. I think it's just something about them being looser, uh, and it's not... Uh, it's, they're also just a bunch, maybe much more visible than they used to be too. You know, yeah, like, they have I a lot mean, more opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than just the standard promo commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other baseball ones, like baseball cameos or? <laughs> no, not that I can think of. I, I'm, I'm stumped as well. Aside from the Seinfeld cameos and then Reggie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure that there are tons. Uh, yeah. But, uh, the, I, for me, those are the most memorable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, well, now let's turn our attention to uh, casting the 2016 baseball season. Um, and, and what we mean by this is, you know, uh, obviously, memorable year with the Cubs winning the World Series. Um, is there anybody that you'd like to see? play the cubs players and also um you know or or the indians or and i've got a couple that are um just stories from 2016 baseball yeah. stories that aren't the world series so cool yeah well yeah i uh Go ahead, I, came up with, I came up with quite the cubs list my uh my movie is going to be a blockbuster. We're going to have to put some money into it. Uh, yeah, there's no budget this, on the casting. This is this is a pricey cast. Huh? Yeah. All right. Um, Joe Madden, I I had uh, auditions. It was tough. It's between <laughs> Edward James Olmos and Ted Danson. Hmm. <laughs> if <right>. they made it, <laughs> right? And so I ended up giving the role to Edward James Olmos. I I, uh, I think he would be the good the good Joe Madden character, and then right. uh, interesting yeah yeah uh, Theo Epstein I have being played by Michael Shannon from Boardwalk Empire, good good yeah I thought he's got the look and yeah. then um, so we'll start with like Chris Bryant I think uh, Chris Pratt would make a good one. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a downgrade for Chris Bryant in terms of looks. And Chris Pratt's yeah. a good-looking guy, but yeah. so is Chris Bryant. <laughs> yeah, Chris yeah. Bryant is, um, is... He's like an underwear model who plays third base. So yeah, it's yeah. tough, totally, it's tough totally. to cast for. And, and, and all of these casting, it's the usual Hollywood upgrade in looks. So yeah. Except have... for in that example. Yeah, it's gonna... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo I was going to have played by Miles Teller from like War Dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looks like him. Yeah, he'd have to beef up, but yeah. Addison Russell, I was going to have played by Donald Glover from Community and ATL. Oh, yeah. All right. Nice. Nice. Um, David Ross, I thought, would be played really well by Jason Statham. I'm combating that one with my own, but go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Zobrist, I have played by Christian Bale, the beard, the goatee. Uh, All right, Javier Baez. I went with Mario Lopez. Uh, <laughs> That's only like a tw- thirty-year difference in that one. <laughs> I like him, man. AC Slater, right on. Uh, John Lester. I was going to have played by Jason Lee. 
Um, hmm. All right. It's an interesting choice, I know. Uh, Arietta, I thought, would be played by Ryan Reynolds. I thought because of the goatee and stuff, he's got the facial. Same, I, similar facial features, yeah. Um, and then for Aroldis Chapman, I came up with Michael B. Jordan from Creed and... Oh, yeah, from uh, Friday Night Fantastic Lights. Four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was on Friday Night Lights, too. Yeah, good. Well, so I, I'll, I, I tried good. to get most of them. I couldn't think of anybody really for Schwarber. I had a hard time. Like, I was trying to think, like, who could play Schwarber? That, that's tough, yeah. It, it was... Um... I had, uh, for David Ross, I had Chris Bauer, who played Frank Sabatka on The Wire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of bald, and he's, he's like, still 10 years older, but... <laughs> yeah. Sabatka, right on. I'll, I'll, I'll... Go ahead. Go ahead. That would help save on the budget. <laughs> yeah, right, right. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Levi, I also had Brad Pitt for Ben Zobras. They have a similar jaw. They do. They and, do. Um, I even went front office and casted Alec Baldwin for Tom Ricketts. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the comb over. I've I've got I've got one here. Um, the Cubs player. This is the only one I could come up with. Um, Carl Edwards Jr. You know the lanky reliever. Um, I've got Jay Farrow who was on SNL. He's not okay. anymore. Uh, I've got yeah. I've got him as, uh, like as Carl it. Edwards Jr. Yeah. I like it. Um. I also cast Ryan Reynolds, but for Paul Goldschmidt, uh, I have similar yeah. eyebrows. Oh, Paul! Uh, oh, on Arizona. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, can we move on from the Cubs? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, one more Cub. Kyle Hendricks. I casted Eli Manning. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to hang up right, soon. Right? Eli's been in commercials, I think. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Noah Syndergaard, obviously Thor, Chris Hemsworth, yeah. uh, uh, Jake Odorizzi, Daniel Radcliffe. Um, <laughs> oh, and Jacob nice. Degrom, Jacob Degrom, and his in his main um, could only be played by the most famous cocker spaniel lady from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Degrom, yes. Um, and then also Pat Hughes. I said Tom Kenny, uh, who's a who's in Mister Show. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll oh, post a photo of that one. Uh, Gabe, this might be a good Instagram uh, before and comparing the two. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you the photo for that one. Jonathan, did you say you had Chris Pratt as somebody as well? <laughs> okay, I had maybe Chris Pratt as I was thinking of World Series. Maybe as Mike Napoli. I don't know. That's oh, that's a little right. bit of a. Yeah, that's that's making Mike Napoli look probably better than Mike Napoli looks. But <laughs> that's um, how Hollywood works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as, as, as Terry Francona, I thought about, um, uh, there's this actor I like, he's in the movie Traffic, his name's Miguel Ferreira, or Ferrer, I think is how you say it. Um, you know him if you see, he's in RoboCop as well, kind of a character actor, uh, bald, uh, you know, he's probably like in his late 50s now, early 60s. Um, he, he's, he's good. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite kind of uh actors that like one of those people that's like oh yeah what's that guy's name you know yeah one of those he's one of my favorites yeah he's really good in traffic too it's hard for to cast some of these guys as you go through these photos yeah because they all have such awful facial hair 
and none yeah. of them really groom their eyebrows, so they have these big bushy eyebrows, and it's like nobody in Hollywood looks like this. No, no. <laughs> and so you kind of like you put your hand up to cover like their 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 goatee, and then like yeah. cover their eyebrows and try to figure it out. And, <laughs> and it's, it's uh, yeah, hard. you're right. Everybody in baseball has a beard now. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody. Yeah. There's um, weird I, grooming going on in baseball. Well, I've I've got a couple other films from 2016. Um, this one's a serious one, guys. All right? I'm like, this is not a comedy, okay? Um, it's directed by Jim Sheridan, who is a serious, like, Irish director that did My Left Foot and In the Name of the Father. Okay. Um, I've got, I've got, because this guy's in Jim Sheridan's movies, Daniel Day-Lewis as Chris Sale, and the, <laughs> the film is called the jersey (laughs) (laughs) it's like a silhouette of scissors on the movie poster exactly it's like daniel day lewis in the white Sox clubhouse do you expect us to wear this jersey and and all of a sudden he starts cutting them all up you know it's really it's really dramatic it's 115 minutes of just that (laughs) of his diatribe It's his greatest role since my left foot. Um, But anyway, yeah, so I've got that one. And then another one, this is kind of like a Lifetime movie, like those ones that you remember from like the 80s and 90s with Joanna Kerr or Meredith Baxter that are like called like Not Without My Daughter. Well, this this one's called Not Without Drake, and it's about Adam LaRoche and Drake LaRoche. (laughs) And and, 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 like, since no actor looks like uh, Adam LaRoche, the best I could do was Matthew Lillard. If you gave him like, (laughs) yeah. So so I I don't know who would play Drake. (laughs) But Uh... uh, but yeah, so Not Without Drake. That's the lifetime. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, Levi, I'm, so, I'm I'm struggling on Kyle Schwarber too. We'll we'll have to come yeah, up with dude, something I, for Instagram. I couldn't think of any like the first person I thought maybe like he gained some weight for the role. We could have been Affleck playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Schwarber's got kind of a baby face, though. You know, he like he looks he looks young. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know sure. Affleck, uh, he is, looks is older get, now, getting a little yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, maybe yeah. we could have Damon play him. Matt Damon kind of has the like. I think I think if you like had like Matt Damon eat some more cheeseburgers, maybe yeah, <laughs> we got to bulk Damon up for this role. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that, might, that might be that might work. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know what? I I was looking back. Um, we actually talked about sort of similar. We talked about movies and baseball and movies and music in our way back a couple of years ago now in episode number nine. So we'll post a link to the rock and roll Shinsu Chu uh, archive episode number nine as well. That's a, it's just a classic. It's a classic. It's a good one too, man. I listened to it. Yeah. We had uh, a lot of, we, we did rock biopics that, you know, we'd like to see as well as baseball movies we'd like to see. So good stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Well, um, uh, as far as uh, I think that pretty much covers us tonight, guys. I'm sure we uh, missed some. They could let us know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, let please, us know. Please let us know. Yeah, post uh, post to Facebook or tweet us uh, or Instagram uh, at Rock In Chew on Instagram and Twitter. That's Rock In Chew. In is in not without my daughter. Um, so, <laughs> this Thursday night. 
Listen, <laughs> Meredith Baxter, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, but anyway, <laughs> or call Joanna Kerr as well. Um, but anyway, speaking of Alan Thick, right? Yeah, Joanna Kerr, Growing Pains. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So, yeah, at Rock and Chew on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, like us on Facebook, and also please leave us a review. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, that would be great. Uh, that would help us out. Or even if uh, on any other podcasting apps that you use, however you get your chew, uh, let us know. Let us know what you think, what, what we're doing well, what we could be doing better. Uh, if it sucks, just tell us. Um, but, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So, anyway, yeah, please, uh, uh, please check us out there. And uh, until and also finally, uh, if you go to rockchew.com, you can find all of our episodes as well as cool video clips that relate to the episodes. We'll be posting some clips of these performances by actors and musicians as well. Um, I've got a really good one I found of Alan Thicke opening the 1989 Sky Dome in it's Toronto. It's amazing. It is. It is. Yeah, you, you you like you'll watch it and you're like, wow, this was a real thing. Um, it, even though even though it was filmed in 1989, it definitely has a 1970s variety show feel to it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty wacky. So uh, that was a fun one that I found. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, check us out at rockchew.com. You can find everything there, the the episodes as well as a lot of cool stuff that we've discussed. Uh, until next time, good night. Peace. Bye.